0: all right what's going on boys and girls so it's been about almost a week maybe a week and a half two weeks since the last part like the first part i actually don't even know if i'm going to be splitting these up into like first part and second part or if i'm just going to make the one full one if it's like less than 70 minutes i'll just make it one if it's more than like an hour and a half or something then i'll probably split it into two but anyways this is the second part right so um let me just resume with what it was that had last happened I mentioned the last thing that happened was about my mom's example of people being happy or unhappy based off of, oh, I know this person's from here, so, you know, he should be good, or I know this person's from there, or that, that person should be bad, so finish that one off, and I mentioned this other girl that, uh, the other girl that was also with me in my, <clears throat> in our sports nutrition and uh, uh, sports nutrition course and such, who was a client of Kazads and she would never fucking lose weight, and every six months, he would give her a new ketogenic diet, a new version of the ketogenic diet, and she would never lose weight, and me and her were doing the sports nutrition course throughout the entire past four or five months or so, and I went, Uh, Again, I'll have the pictures of my transformation and my blog post, my entire blog blog post. I'll try and have it up up here in front of us. I went through my entire transformation in like those five months or something. And this girl's exactly the same (laughs) at week 20 that she was a weak one and we would go out to eat like shawarma and like food and this and that and everything. We would eat the same foods too from time to time because those would be my cheat weeks or something. And then I was the one that was losing weight and everything and like she just never was. And then after after like 20 weeks or something, she's like, hey, what is this law of thermodynamics things? What is this? What are these calorie things that you keep talking about? Like, I want to know what these calorie things are. How do you track and account for calories and macros and blah, 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 blah. So that was a really interesting story right there. So I know that we already did that one. Um, yes. Okay, so let's go. Let's go into some of the things that actually happened when me and him were coaching training together, or I was learning from him at at a certain point. Now, I think I mentioned this before. In fact, like some of the other guys, I may have a picture of this other guy who I'm speaking about right now, like a video of him from my camera, Uh, this uh, big black dude, like Indian black dude, um, who was like overhead pressing like 225 or something like that. Which is considered pretty strong. Two twenty-five overhead press is pretty decently strong. And I think he had like a three fifteen bench or something. So he was a pretty decently strong guy. And me and him and all the other guys would be in the same master class uh, together. And um, uh, Keza would keep on going like, "Okay, yo, up the weight, up the weight, up the weight, up the weight." Like he would just keep on upping the weight no matter like when even when it's like people aren't used to it or you are learning a new like if you are learning this new garbage form of fucking doing a bench press or something and obviously your mechanics aren't in or anything. He's like, "Just up the weight, up the weight, up the weight." And, um, I remember that I would keep upping the weight too. Like I would never back down. <clears throat> and I think, I think like I definitely did 65 pounds in each hands, dumbbell presses at that point. But I have a feeling that I may have done like 80, up to 85 pounds in each hand, which is like ridiculously heavy for me. Because even right now I'm benching like a hundred pounds and they're pretty fucking heavy. I'm punching a hundred pounds for inclines at this point. And they're solidly heavy, despite all of my arm issues and blah, 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 and everything. So at that point, dude, in like the first two three years of my training or something, like a really skinny guy, uh, probably also on a deficit doing the ketogenic diet and everything. Yeah, uh, benching 85 pounds was like a massive issue for me. Like, but I still, I think I did it. And I remember that this guy that I'm talking about would be like, hey, man, I see one of the things that i respect about you is like you never back down like he he will say like move up this or move up that or do this or do that and you will always do it like i see you never back down and it's something that i look up to you and respect you for and everything so i remember that you said that but that's where this thing comes in, <clears throat> because I uh, I remember that he made me do a front squat in like the Olympic lifting method of doing a front squat, uh, which I couldn't do, and me and him had actually had an argument about this. Now, for I don't know how many of you guys, well, I think everyone should be able to see this. You see this massive bump here? It's so clear, it's so clear, right? You see this massive bump here, and you see this massive bump. Can me see this. One. I don't know. I don't know if you can. It's here. I don't know if you can see this here or not. So there's a massive bump on this side too there. These are basically ganglion cysts. So tendinitis, bursitis, cysts, like kind of like they're kind of all the same uh, and exchangeable and such. Basically what happens is <clears throat> I don't have like complete extension and such of my wrists, like especially for this one, as you can see, like this is kind of like popping off. This one still goes a little bit more. But uh when you're doing like a, an Olympic lifting bar squat or something, you, you want to have your fingers like underneath all the way like something like this and everything it's like it's really it's, it's a lot of extension it's a lot of extension so i could obviously not get into that position <clears throat> obviously right and i'm telling him hey man listen i have ganglion cysts and i've always had these things and um, they would trigger and fire at everything like pretty much like if i i had a bike in in university and college again i'll try and have pictures of my bike up there or maybe i already did in part one i'm not sure Anyways, uh, let's say if my bike was on a stand or something, and then suddenly the stand slipped, and I like went out and like caught my bike. So just catching the bike, at that point in time, I would never feel anything. I just caught my bike like this. At that point in time, I would never feel anything. But like the next day or so, just the catching of the bike, and therefore the forced extension on my hands or something, like the jerk on my hands or something, that would inflame these things and they have be inflamed for the next two weeks straight and i'm like suffering trying to do fucking anything for the next two weeks so i realized that my wrists are like always a weak point and I, there's no point in like unnecessarily like flaming them up or something so I told him hey man I can't do it because I have ganglion sis and he's like do it I know you can do it you just get in there everything will happen everything <laughs> it's like that's the way he used to be like it'll all fix itself it's just just do it just fucking it'll everything all fix itself and I was like I know I can't do it and then I was like all right fuck it yo you want me to do it I'll fucking do it so I did it and I did like a couple and they were fucking painful as fuck obviously because my fingers are coming back and barely being able to hold on and so on and so forth and they were painful as fuck swats or something and I did it and then I came out and I didn't say a single word. I was, I was, was just looking at him like let's see what he actually says like did you see the discomfort in my eyes did he see the discomfort and the pain and all that kind of stuff and he goes like oh yeah okay and like i think i don't know if he asked like did it pain or not that's we can i don't know if he asked me that but i was like oh, toh, yeah but like <laughs> i was like it happened but it's not gonna happen again so there's no way that i'm gonna do that thing again So he was never, which is the weird part, because like I said, I would never back down from anything. And then I'm backing down from a form and technique thing, not even the weight thing. So I don't really understand, understand why he didn't make that connection or something that, hey, maybe some people just cannot do shit. Which is even more weird because this man was broken from limb to limb, from top to toe, from like from head to toe. He was broken. He had his entire shoulders uh, structure completely gone. His back had like a tremendous amount of issues. He couldn't squat and deadlift properly because like, his knees and his hips had issues. This man was broken from head to toe. So he had to be working around things all the fucking time anyways like he completely stopped like freeway benching and he was only doing like smith machine presses and so on and so forth like stuff like that so i'm like why is he going this is the first person that should understand that you can't do things when you're injured not like macho man like force your way through it brute force your way through it hoping that something's going to happen because it's not going to happen so um yeah that was an interesting story right there Oh my god, there was there was this other. Okay. I actually forgot this girl's name. Sushma, Sushmita, fucking. I don't fucking remember. Is it like some S word or something? She was from fisheries, like, or something. And we, we became friends during, doing one of our courses. And uh, I know that he was teaching us the overhead press, right? Overhead press, I've made a video about this, like fucking, like how you're supposed to be doing it, how your head's supposed to go in front, you're not supposed to end up behind you. I've made a video about this, multiple different videos about this, and how how a overhead press is supposed to be done, and how an overhead press is different from a push press, and it's obviously completely different from like a uh, from a jerk which is the jerk is like you fall down and you catch up from here that's like a jerk it's like a momentum move it's not even your shoulders aren't even working that's like you fall down and you just let this go up so in order to catch the weight up so that's a a clean and jerk like an olympic lifting move now again i'm not sure if i mentioned this previously or not but i had like a fetish for fucking olympic lifting why that happened where that came from i have no idea india has no olympic uh, one olympic lifting medal Where it came way later on the karnam maheswari Maheshwari one came way later on it wasn't even an earlier thing being at olympic lifting none of his friends were olympic lifters i have no idea why the man had a fetish for for olympic lifting i have no idea i think maybe he did olympic lifting when he was younger i know he definitely did power lifting i'm not sure if he did olympic lifting but anyways so yeah so that was his thing right so, yeah, so he really liked Olympic lifting, and there was this girl in his master class, in his master class when we were trying to learn how to do shoulder pressing and stuff. So she's doing a shoulder press, but she's not doing a shoulder press, and then she's doing a push press. And now here's the push press, guys. If you're doing a push press, you go down. And then you jerk up and then you push up, right? So you're still using your arms, but you're just generating initial momentum with your knees, with your lower body, hip hinge on all that kind of stuff. So you're still using momentum, but you're still using your arms still. So that's why it's called a push press. And, but it's still a press because you're still using your shoulders, right? And this girl basically um, went down, pushed up, and then again came down again <laughs> to catch it here and then come back up, which means that she did not do any pressing whatsoever. She did a push jerk, pretty much, uh, and... I don't think... I don't know if people were blind. I don't think people are stupid. I don't know if people are uneducated or something. They, as they as all, as long as they saw the bar come up, that's all they really understood. Nobody really understood anything else. She did a push jerk and she didn't use her shoulder muscles or anything at all whatsoever. And he basically had like an orgasm right there. And he said, like, oh my God, oh my God, this is amazing. Oh my God, this is like, what a talent, natural ball and talent. And I'm like, bro, you're trying to teach her how to shoulder press. You're trying to teach her how to like use her shoulder muscles, which she's not used at all. And everybody else in the class is also like oh my god natural talent natural born talent which is i don't really understand natural talent for what because we're not even trying to learn something we're not learning what we're trying to learn here so like it, it never made any sense to me nobody wants to question anything that uh that happened or anything anyways there's like eight or ten people in the class everybody's freaking out and doing like fucking cartwheels and shit and i'm like i'm just sitting here like i'm like that That's not even the objective. I don't really understand what's going on here. I don't even understand why we're fucking... <laughs> I don't know why we're celebrating any of this shit. None of this stuff any makes any sense, dude. So... That was like an epic moment at that point in time, but that, but I remember that story. Like, um, oh yeah, there's there's another interesting thing about this, actually. So this girl who started off with Kazad later on left Kazad, went for another coach, actually became an even bigger and better competitor, started competing in women's physique or women's something. I don't know what she started competing in, started winning and uh, left, like, left the, like, she became Tons and tons better after leaving uh, K11 Fitness Academy in Kazal. So that was another interesting thing. His natural-born talent, basically leaving, going under another head coach, doing things completely different to the way that he did them, and actually excelling in her career. It was something really interesting. Now, I've actually mentioned this, I think, a couple of times too. Uh, Ankur Sharma. Ankur Sharma is our Mr. World, Mr. Universe, Mr. Asia mr india blah, 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 all of these kinds of things i was part of the five-man team that actually coached him which is me kazad his chela his chela the uh, I'm not, i didn't mention i don't want to mention his name so i'm not gonna mention his name the guy that used to do the shots for him that guy uh his other bodybuilder, bodybuilding uh disciple manoj i think it was his name or something like that like a poor guy but really hard work and everything and then some other guys so this five-man team of us was actually the guy's They were coaching in and around Ankur Sharma coaching him for some title or something at that point. Maybe the 2013, maybe the 2013 one at that point, which I think he ended up winning. But I'm not 100% sure though. Anyways, Ankur Sharma is a fucking freak of nature. He's a genetic freak. His biceps. Are like mountain peaks. Like they, he he flexes his arms like this. They're disgusting. Like for, to most of humanity, his biceps are disgusting. But to people that really just give a shit about muscle and stuff, like when you look at it, his biceps are freaky, disgusting, amazing looking. Like the peaks come out to be better than Arnold's peaks and everyone else's. Um, and he this guy was just gigantic, like all over. Like he was huge. He was short too, but he was like huge. Um, yeah. So that so that guy was pretty interesting. There was a part, okay, there's another, another interesting thing. <clears throat> so him and us and everybody else were the, the kind of kind of just discussing steroids and cycles and so on and so forth. I had been natural all the way until like 2017 or something, starting 2017 or something. Um, and this was like, what I'm talking about is like 2012. So it's like five years earlier than that. So I was always interested in what these guys do. And I knew everybody was doing everything. But I just, I didn't look at it from like, oh, I'm going to do this or not now there's another interesting character cartoon <laughs> this that fucking comes into the story at this point i will not mention his name but he was a smart educated guy uh middle class higher middle class a family and something he was a banker or something like that and he would like uh he had like the anil kapoor uh fucking accent oh, 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 this is how i speak english oh my god <laughs> he had a fucking retarded fucking english bro <laughs> this guy is such a fucking cartoon character but anyways like uh chela in the sense like uh for uh, english speakers is like um people that don't have any self-respect dignity or something but they just want to hop on the bandwagon i forget what the i forget what the terms would be like people are just tagging along with you everywhere just speaking your name right so that kind of a person and um and uh yeah so i remember that he was ahead of me because in ahead of me in the sense like he'd done his courses and stuff before I did so he was ahead of me in the course and academy and stuff and then I did the courses and I studied my stuff and everything and I asked him like hey man I think this discussion just came up do type 1 fibers hypertrophy or only type 2 fibers hypertrophy or I think I mentioned that I'm I do both lower I do high rep temp high rep blah, blah, blah. i do low rep training to maximize my type 2 and type 2a fibers that's what i said but i also do and or finish off with high rep training to like try and maximize as much as i possibly can my high rep blah, my higher endurance type 1 fibers and this guy just very matter of factly, type 1 rep fibers fucking don't don't hypertrophy type 1 fibers don't hypertrophy so i was like huh and at this point i didn't know much At that point, I had a low self-esteem. At that point, I didn't know how to question anyone or anything. So I was like, oh, maybe these guys are way ahead of me and I actually don't know. So I just took his word as gospel and I fucking stopped doing what I was doing in my training and training the higher rep ranges. Because Kezal was a big, big proponent of like only one rep max training. I wonder if I've ever mentioned this stuff or not. But I think I might actually mention his training one RM only training <clears throat> okay i think i might mention his training towards the end if i haven't yet but we shall see so yeah so type one rep fibers don't hypertrophy uh so i'm like okay i don't know that interestingly enough four years after oh no not even four years a so year and a half two years after uh i did the cscs and i in the cscs I actually studied and it actually said type one rep fibers actually hypertrophy so your training should be there you do where you max out the type 2 and type 2a fibers by doing the lower rep ranges but higher intensities and then you want to finish off whatever is remaining left by, with a higher volume but a way lower intensity so you you know don't tax the same stuff again and again but you maximize type 1 rep, uh, hypertrophy as well So I asked him once again, bro, do type one, type one rep fibers, whatever, bullshit. I'm I'm jumbling up my words at this point. Do type one fibers actually hypertrophy? Hopefully this isn't my Facebook and I didn't ask him on WhatsApp because I want to give you the screenshot of this and I asked him, hey, do type one fibers actually hypertrophy? And he's like, no, they don't. And I was like, yes, they do. You're doing them with this, 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 or something like that. And I think I just blah, 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 something, something. I gave him something, right? And then I also gave him like the example of Tom Platz because one of the biggest questions that we, we've we had about Tom Platz and Tom Platz's legs is the fact that Tom Platz would actually maximize both type 2 and type 1 type training in our, and he had the most insane legs known in to mankind. Genetics, yes, sure. But like he also did maximize the fucking shit out of everything that he did for his legs. So that's one of the questions that actually always comes up. And uh, Dr. Jacob Wilson actually goes into this in depth. But anyways, yes, yeah, so I give him the example of Tom Platts and stuff as well. And then and then his reply back only comes to me. Then why did you ask me? if you knew, or if you already knew, why did you ask me? And I'm like, bro, because I didn't know until like a month ago. And I've been updating my knowledge every day for the past three years. And I just found something like literally fucking blew my fucking mind. It was like a eureka moment. It just opened up so much fucking potential in in terms of my training. Like, do you know, having higher rep training, how much potential that opens up, like how many different things I can do with it. Like it blew my fucking mind finding out that type one rep fibers, can hypertrophy like wouldn't it do the same with you like if you were stuck at that plateau i'm telling you so that we, because we learned something new so we can keep moving on for further forward with our training something that we love and and it's amazing it's an amazing discovery and uh, he didn't take it in that way at all he actually thought that i was like this is one of the fucking same ego things like it was it just came back down to his ego like if you knew why did you not uh do it this way or something that way it was like it was fucking retarded bro <clears throat> But yeah, that was a like, really interesting fucking cartoon character right there. This man also... Yeah, I'll give you another fucking story too. <sighs> so people would come to him. He'd obviously done steroids and everything. Oh yeah, the, I, the reason why he came up was another story. So me and Ankur Sharma and the entire 5-man team, we were discussing roids and steroid cycles and so on and so forth. And we were discussing insulin and GH and everything. And he was like, oh, I don't mind. Oh, so the gear kind of like hurts me. But the GH and insulin, uh, I don't even mind. Because they come in the 31-gauge insulin syringes. So... Uh, needle so you like you can easily pin them you will barely feel them anywhere it feels like a mosquito bite if not even um so yeah so then this guy pops up saying oh yeah i've done gh and it was like this is this, this and and i was like bro i asked you if you've ever done anything and you said no and he like completely ignored me now because An- ankur sharma is in the room and he wants to get his information out now he completely ignored me and he's like only talking to him and he's admitting to him that he's done the gh and this and that so it was like really interesting about this guy and i was like okay you're clearly telling me that i can't fucking trust anything you say so that was interesting, that was interesting. Um, then there was another point, <clears throat> much later on. Uh, this, oh, so yeah. So, I think I mentioned this before, maybe this might come up in the future after. Kezad used to be a big fucking fan of oh, a Thousand Mixed Cycles. Beginner... P- even if you're a beginner and you've never done anything in your life before, your starting cycle is going to be a thousand mix of test. You're going to have four vials, four ampules shard into you every week. That's your beginner start cycle, and that's only your test base. You might have to do more after that, but your test base is going to be one gram of test. Uh, test. That's your fucking start cycle to start off the baseline. So that was that's obviously crazy for anybody that knows about anything about steroids at this point. Um, like again, if you actually just take a look at my befores and afters from let's say like a year and a half or something ago to right now, I still haven't gone over a gram of test and. Overall, I think I've max gone up to like 1.3 ish grams of year in total, I think. And my gains have been fucking ridiculous from before to after. I'll have like pictures up and up there and everything. Uh, and I haven't been able to maximize everything that I would want to either. Like this is still like it's tremendous mind-boggling fucking results and everything, with everything that's been holding me back in life, despite everything that's been holding me back in life. Um, anyways, so yeah, so that was interesting. So this guy, because I was a big fan of the big star Wars cycles. So all of his uh, peons and fucking Che Lilo were also like big fans of the massive Star cycles, except for this guy who came up with his own method. Like, okay, you know what? You want to be safe, right, bro? You want to be safe, bro, right, bro? Yeah, bro, safe, bro, right, bro? Okay, safe, bro. So let's do something. Let's not give you a thousand mix thyroid cycle. I'll give you one-tenth of that shit. Let's do a hundred mix thyroid cycle, right? So you won't get the side effects that I do with a thousand mix, but you'll still be enhanced. So you'll give a hundred mix thyroid cycle. And this motherfucker would be put people on like 100 milligrams of test, which is under fucking TRT and HRT levels. So he would enhance them by fucking, uh, what's the word here? Not emasculate, by like... Them. <laughs> and this is why i love fucking studying this shit so much because of all of these fucking jackasses and goddamn cartoon characters that i've come across in my life and these aren't like far and few like you might laugh at this point and be like oh this is unbelievable this is unheard of this is not unheard of bro this is not only not unheard of in like fucking india you go to your gyms here nobody knows anything anything no matter how big and jacked and tanked this anybody is nobody knows anything about anything about anything about anything like nobody knows anything like i'm not even joking um so anyways so yeah so uh, i'll give you like a basic steroid cycle or some shit uh but you don't need to do it to my level so you don't get the side effects and Instead of doing a thousand mix of tests i'll give you a hundred mil- milligrams of tests people would start getting castrated their HPT and hbt and stuff would shut down they would not get any results or anything uh and they would be fucking depressed and blah 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 and then they would end up going to some other coach or something and then complaining and this and so on and so forth <laughs> So, so this guy was like a fucking very, very interesting cartoon character that used to exist. <clears throat> Anyways, um, I have no idea what he does at this point. He does reach out to me from time to time, but like we barely, barely ever chat. Okay, keza then the Keto Diet and the Protein Supplement. The Marketing Director of New Life and, oh yeah. So, for, I've already mentioned, I have a whole video on this, on why and how the Indian fitness industry has been sold on the ketogenic diet. There's a whole video, uh, a part of a clip of this podcast is with Yash Thakur and it's already there. I'll have a thumbnail or something up here, but TLDR, I'm going to make a long story short. Um, India didn't have any clue about like fitness training, health training, nutrition, sort of anything, nothing, right? India, India has no clue about any of this kind of stuff, bro. For it's like try and not die, and in order to try and not die, you have to become an engineer, doctor, or lawyer so that you actually can have some food, shelter, and clothing over your head. That's the way that we think, used to think at least. Now, it's much different, but that's what it used to be. So, Um, nobody knew anything about nutrition or anything at that point so um, Keza came up huge fucking six pack massive fucking guns um, and uh, had a bunch of other clients and trainers and so on and so forth testimonials to show up and then he came up with like ketogenic diet is the best diet in the world because of this because again like I said you would speak in this fucking way that you would listen that's how he would speak so he came up with these uh, diets and all that kind of stuff and uh, he'd make his own YouTube videos and blah 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 And and the other celebrities would call him for interviews and blah 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 so everybody got sold on the ketogenic diet but what nobody i I didn't understand this until like two years or three two and a half years or three years in when i did my cscs is when i understood the ketogenic diet is fucking it's basically it's suicide for for an ectomorph the ketogenic diet is suicide for an ectomorph because ectomorphs drop muscle at the drop of a hat and i noticed that when i was every time that i had done the ketogenic diet was like twice Maybe thrice, but twice for sure. It's like I would drop muscle like this. I would become flat like fuck, bro. Like, there's no tomorrow. Like, what happened? I used to train for, I've been mean, training for like four or five years. What's happening at this point? it was mind boggling. So and then I realized that um, the ketogenic diet is like suicide for for ectomores. And like, there's a lot of stuff that you can do besides that. And then a bunch of different things in the fact that ketogenic diet was not even the ketogenic diet. Like in my blog, I actually have a massive response post being like, guys, if you're reading this at this point, please make sure to read the reply post at the bottom because this ketogenic diet was what my first coach told me about. And it is not an actual ketogenic diet. It's a it's a bullshit version of it's a farce of a ketogenic diet. It's not the actual one. And um, and then I realized um, why he wanted us all to do like 70% protein, remaining fats, and then less than 5% carbs, as opposed to an actual ketogenic diet, which is like fucking uh, 70%, 60 plus 70% plus fats, remaining protein, and then 5% or under carbs. The reason why this man wanted us to do this was because he was the marketing director of New Life. The marketing director of New like New Life was the redistributor for protein supplements in India. The marketing director of New Life is, I am sure, going to get some kind of a fucking compensation when you end up buying a fucking box of protein. He would also, after that, give you a thirty percent discount uh, sticker and or thirty percent discount coupon. Like, if you know me and you were doing this, you're doing the ketogenic diet. Don't worry, I will give you a coupon to go for like thirty percent discount or something. What you don't know is that for people outside that actually don't know, a forty dollar, fifty dollar tub of optimum nutrition or anything really optimum nutrition for sure a 40 dollar whey protein box or something or tub for 40 bucks would cost 100 usd in india in inr like we would actually pay two and a half times or something of what it actually cost outside it was a maybe three times it was actually that bad so a 30 percent discount actually didn't mean anything it meant nothing because they were charging us 2.5 times the actual amount So, um, so yeah, so that was the thing and I don't think anybody connected those dots. Nobody ever figured it out Uh, and it was just a fucking mess. Um, but yeah, so that was his thing and then there was another story. Okay, so I made a video and a post about the ketogenic diet, right? There was another guy that I really liked. Um, He was also an engineer and uh, he was, again, from middle class or something family. And he went there after engineering and was like, I'm going to drop engineering. I'm going to do this thing. So me and him studied in some of the same courses together. When I made the the ketogenic diet, he's actually replied on my blog post in the ketogenic diet post. Anyways, when um, this guy actually made a post on Facebook saying that the ketogenic diet is not the way to go and why it's a little bit subpar and so on and so forth. Kezar Kapadia actually invited this man, or no, not invited, ordered, demanded this man into his office, into his room, and uh, was like, how dare you say something against what I just said? How dare you make a post against the ketogenic diet? How dare you go against me? And he was like, "Uh, first of all, sir, this is my Facebook. It's my private life. You cannot really be calling me and questioning me about my private life. And then secondly, because of blah, 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 blah reasons. And he was like, that's it. You're not working for me anymore. We don't know each other anymore. Something, something. And that's it. And um, first of all, it was like incredibly, it was incredibly outrageous and out there. <clears throat> but, and obviously wrong. But even besides that, uh, after when this happened, my friend basically stood up and was like, you know what? It was nice knowing you, sir. And I'm going to leave. And he moved his hand forward. and the And uh, this man did not even shake his hand. And both of these people had known each other for an easy four to five years at that point so um i remember that and and like i'm like yeah i remember this like so cleanly and clearly and distinctly that every every single thing that happened everything thing that he that you told me but yeah so that was a real thing that actually happened with this man um yep okay so he had a massive following but not because he was incredibly smart and blah blah but he was a great public speaker and orator no doubt but it was also just a farce and most people on the planet are fucking sheep and sheeple so i think we already know about that actually that kind of came up in another point or a a thought or a topic or something in my head but i'm kind of forgetting already mentioned that we me and him used to discuss the bigger stronger faster documentary and everything oh this is an interesting one this man was the first man uh, that I knew that uh, that would mention. That, so he basically liked the ECA stack, the ephedrine, ephedrine, caffeine, aspirin stack. That was a good stack for fat loss. Um, and then he was a big fan of pre-workouts and stuff, but he was not a fan of any of the other pump supplements or anything for, for pre-workouts and stuff. This man was just a big fan of caffeine. He would take 1,200 milligrams of caffeine in the car on the way to the gym. So there were like these sci-tech boxes of caffeine. They would have like 100 or 200 milligram caffeine pills or something. And he would pop six in one hand, six in one hand, pop, drink, pop, drink. He would drink 1,200 mg of caffeine. He would pop 1,200 megs of caffeine before going to the gym. And this used to be at like minimum 4, 5, 6 p.m., 7 p.m., 8 p.m. or something. 4 p.m. onwards, like between 4 to 8 p.m. or something, this man is popping 1,200 mgs of caffeine in order to lift some weights. The weights I used to lift used to be all one rep maxes. So, yes, central nervous stimulation absolutely through the roof. I would have no, he would have no volume in his training. I'll come back to that at some point. He would have no volume in his training whatsoever. Everything would be like a rise up to the top to a one rep peak max. Whatever he got, he got, and then he moved up to the next next exercise. 1,200 milligrams of caffeine. I remember that distinctly till this day. Every day, oh yeah, every day is a one-arm day. <clears throat> oh yeah, every single day for him, I actually have this right here. Every single day for him was a one-rep max day. Bench, squat, deadlift, overhead press, fucking rare delt rows, lat pull downs, ab crunches, anything, bicep curls, anything that he would do would have to be a one-rep max or as close to a one-rep max as possible. It had to be like four, five, th- three reps and under. It was that, he was, he was so bent, she was so convinced that the higher the intensity that, that, the weight or the intensity was of the weight that the more muscle fiber recruitment that would occur and that would be the only way to maximize muscle fiber recruitment he never understood never studied never researched was never convinced that there there would be any other methods of trying to uh, recruit all of the muscle fibers in order to build muscle or maybe the fact that you maybe don't even need to recruit all muscle fibers in order to hypertrophy because at the end of the day he was just chasing hypertrophy right he didn't even understand whether you needed to maximally recruit all muscle fibers or not in order to you know, get hypertrophy, or if there were other methods of doing so, which at this point in time we know so many blood flow restriction training, alternating uh daily and periodization training, the electrical stimulation training. Like and these are just three, four things that I'm throwing off the top of my head. Drop sets, intensifier sets, um, stretching, um this random shit that I'm throwing out there. Like all of these things are there to maximize your hypertrophy, to maximize muscle recruitment, and everything in different methods, so that you don't actually end up. And wonder max training is the most hardest, taxing, most delicate, most fucking fragile thing that you can do, especially if you're in gear, if you're on gear, because your muscles are getting so much stronger, so much bigger, so much faster than your tendons, ligaments, cartilage, and everything else is. Taking time to catch up, which is why this man was broken from head to toe. Like his entire shoulder joint and capsule and everything was completely gone. I forget, he had like one tendon or one little thing that used to like hold on to his entire left shoulder or something. Everything that this man had was completely broken from top to bottom. um But he never learned from that. My point with this is he never learned from his mistakes. Anyways, his form was trash and for pretty much every single exercise, and I have to try and find his lat pulldowns video. Bye, i and if anybody has videos of uh guys, like, of pulling, p- performing the lat pull downs, please let me know and send them here. I'll even ask for this on Instagram, so hopefully we can find one. This man's lat pull downs, I scared sk- you fucking not. Started off here and he would start off here and then he would like jerk and yank the entire thing. Like he would go like back here and then the weights would come here. And then he would like swing up with it like a kid. Like a kid swings up like this. And then he would come back here. It was the most ridiculous, nonsensical fucking thing that you've ever seen. And this is from a guy that does like fucking psychedelics and dances around in his boxers and his underwear in the park. (laughs) And I'm telling you, this is the most ridiculous fucking... Jackassery shit that I've ever seen, especially from someone who that's not trolling. If you're trolling, it's different. But you're going like perfect form and technique and do this and maxim maximal stimulation of every single muscle fiber, and then you're jula jhol raho gym kendra jula jhol raha bache kida wape. And you're going like this is gonna turn, train my lats. Like you're going like this is the most optimal method of recruitment of this because this is what happens. And then you don't understand momentum and actually having a muscle under tension. This man would never understand muscle under tension. He would not understand what that was. If you, he, here, I swear to God, if you, if he could like throw shit up and then catch it and then throw shit up again, he, he wouldn't understand that throwing shit up is like, less than a half a second or something of muscular tension being built. It's explosive, no doubt. So you're building power, yes. But there's less than half a second or something of muscle tension being built and your muscle needs to be under tension to maximize hypertrophy. He'd never understood that. That thing never retained in his head he never grasped that logic ever it never fucking registered in his head so he would do that stuff and as long as you know there was some uh abduction and ad- adduction happening in some fucking extent some lat, some extension or, or or flexion or something happening in some extent he would like argue that if something is happening and you know flexion extension and ad- adduction abduction of the arm uh, is is occurring under tension or something then my lat is working maximally and that's enough there's nothing more i hope somebody i hope that i find his pulled on videos because I had them, somebody must have recorded them at some point. But uh, if I don't, I will try my best to find like a gym Fails Live pulled on video or something. But what I just showed you is exactly what it looked like. <clears throat> okay, so according to him, the mind-muscle connection did not exist. Now, um, oh yeah, according to him, Kai Green was a fucking retard that didn't know how to train. And anyone and everyone, well, I don't know. Yeah, he didn't know how to train. Uh, but basically nobody else uh, outside knew how to train. So Kai Green, in my opinion, is probably one of the smartest bodybuilders that we actually know, not in terms of his understanding of science and stuff, but actually from his understanding of the human body, his own human body, like his understanding of firing the muscle fibers and the mind-muscle connection and how much intensity he puts into every single contraction and everything, in my opinion... Kai Green is at the peak of every single thing. Like There's no Phil Heath, no Jay Cutler, no, no one that comes into firing every single muscle fibers and everything that the way that he does it. The reason why he's also such a good dancer, it's it's either the yin and the yang. It's like the chicken or the egg or something. One of them feeds into the other. His hypertrophy is ungodly, abnormally amazing because he does dancing and stuff. And therefore, he knows how to pose and flex his muscles properly and in in tune and fire fire and everything or maybe because he does this thing he does this really good too but they both feed into each other it's like a it's like a yo-yo kind of a thing uh but again like you will see there's pictures of him doing like uh squats with like i don't know what they're called like bar here bar here and like sitting and standing up like this and like you can see the feathering on his quads like in and around his teardrops you can see every single one of his feathers like contracting separately that man is on a different level but this guy was like uh kai does not understand anything he's a retard genetics 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 right Whew, man, that's long. This is long. God, I did not expect this to be this long. Clearly, this is going to be a two-part series. But you know what? Enjoy it, man. This is this is my past history, so enjoy it. And when you do, please do help me out with the, by leaving the like, comment, share, subscribe, and everything else. <laughs> okay. <coughs> man that was on that was on he was incredibly hypocritical he really liked kai green's posing routines and was like oh look at this beauty and this piece of art and the art of performance and the art of perfectionism and shit and then we had some local village bodybuilder doing some kind of a dance at a local show and he basically named and shamed this local bodybuilder saying that this is such a disgrace to bodybuilding and this is why bodybuilders have such a bad rap and name If Kai Green is doing it, the guy that's already Mr. Olympia is doing it at the top stage or any other stages or anything. If somebody else that's doing it is already much bigger, stronger, and blah, 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 much more impressive is doing it. Then it's amazing. But if some local fucking guy at a local fucking show who's also jacked and ripped and shreds, probably not as big as him, probably not as big as, definitely not the biggest guy, but like way better, bigger and better than the other rest of the average population. But if some other guy is doing it at some local show and he's having the time of his life doing a dance and this and that and everything else, now it's a fucking mockery, and I remember this. Bec- I remember the video because I remember this was a Facebook post that this guy made, and I remember the video. And I was like, "Bro, this is so hypocritical!" Like, on one side you're fucking up to fucking suck this guy's dick, and the other side you're like, "This guy is this come scumb- comeback of fucking bodybuilding and the end of bodybuilding." Like, this-, this is so goddamn hypocritical, man. So that was that. That was that. Oh yes, uh, Kezad, uh lost all of his friends. I I don't know if I want to mention this or not, or something. I had a kind of. I mean, this guy. I don't know, man. There was this other guy that was like a fucking freak of a powerlifter that used to lift there. His name was Mamad Azmat. I, I have a lot of respect for him. I think he's one of the only respectable, great fucking powerlifters that actually has come from India. Or I'm sure there's more. I'm not saying that there aren't. But the ones that I knew of and I had the ability to be around or something and something like that. Mama Azmat and this guy were like like buddies like this because they both love weightlifting and so on and so forth, right? And this guy was a fucking freak of nature too. Like he looked like a fucking tank. Um, and these guys are like really good friends. And um, again, I haven't, I, or I have or I haven't, but basically when Khazad got a certain person in his life, I, I just, he, all of these people are his friends, by the way. Mohamed the guy that I just told you about, the handshake guy, I was his fucking friend. The other guy that used to kiss this guy's nuts, he used to kiss Khazad's fucking nuts and just fucking kiss his ass, so he used to do his shots for him. The guy that, I forget this guy's name, Aditya, Vikram Aditya, or something like that. No, not Vikram Aditya, Aditya, or something. This guy is the son of the guy that owns Venkis Nutrition. And Venkis is like the old school brand of sports nutrition or food or something. And um, this Aditya guy studied in the US, in the UK, or something, and did a bunch of different things. And then he opened up his own gym, which is the gym that all the other uh, celebrities and stuff train at. And, um, anyway, so this guy was also a big fan and a friend of Khazad and everything. All of these people that he knew, and there's a lot more, all of these people that he fucking knew, he, as soon as he got this other person in his life... This man lost all of his friendships, all of his connections, all of his networking, every single thing fucking went downhill for him. So that was something that I noticed. And when I noticed that, I basically always had that like, all right, bro, always keep your fucking ears and eyes open and keep a look at what's going on around you, especially if other new people are coming into your life or something. So that was that was um that was something that I, I, another interesting thing that I noticed, too. Besides that, <clears throat> brilliant writer though, his articles were fucking incredibly fun to read. Like, I think if you haven't, then you really should just read, just read a random article or something. He was, his his article writing was the reason why I got infatuated, why I was like, okay, I need to make this guy my mentor, I need to go and seek out this guy. The, the, his articles were the reason why I did all that stuff. Um, his fanaticism of the ketogenic was really interesting. It was bullshit though, I already explained that. Why it happened also, I already explained that. <clears throat> he was not, he was not the coach of Tiger Shroff. Uh, the entire Bollywood industry and like everyone else, and in fact, every video that I've been watching on Kazad's, uh passing or something, is like, oh, Tiger Shroff's coach does die. Tiger Shroff's, uh, whatever, trainer just died. B-b-b-b-b-b-b. Tiger Shroff, first of all, I have a video of Tiger Shroff training in the background when I'm doing my fucking 315 dope ass cat pack deadlift um but i think that was my that was the first and i hit a lifetime PR of 315 for four at that point but anyways Tiger Shroff is in the background in that video in the same gym that i'm training at i know Tiger Shroff's train actual trainer his actual trainer's name is like Kamal or Kamalendu or something like that uh and i even there's a picture of him uh right next to Tiger Shroff and i know these guys like i know they've been training for absolutely forever so this guy was not Tiger Shroff's trainer it's one of the other things that people always do to like you know push people up into the newspapers and all that kind of bullshit So that's that. Um, Yeah, I already did that. Yeah, well, interesting things in my gym. There was, um, was yeah, I don't want to make this too long, but there were some interesting other things that happened in my gym. Um, The gym that I used to be training at was like five fitness club in Juhu. That's where I, that's the video with the Tiger Shroff and me deadlifting uh, the PR set. Then there's, I don't know if you guys know the BB number one and all that kind of guy. Govinda, Govinda, that was the name. Govinda. Govinda once randomly fucking came in and and we were all at the squat rack doing a shit. And Govinda randomly came in and he asked us all to stop. He was like, oh, very, very politely, very nicely, very politely. He like, hey, hey guys, could you give me like a minute or two minutes or something? Could you give me a minute or something? And then he came in, he did a random couple of pull-ups or something. And then he fucking walked out of the gym. That, that, was a, that was an actual thing that actually happened. And keza was there and I was like, sir, what just happened right now? And he was like, when the celebrities come through, you don't ask, you don't question. You just let them do their own shit. They're in, the, they're in a fucking world of their own. They have a mind of their own. They're, they're gonna do whatever the fuck they want. Um, They've kind of lost it, all of them. So like, just don't question anything. If they want to do something, just let them do it. And like, let them get the hell out of the way. So I was like, uh, that, that was really funny. <clears throat> uh, so that was that. And even the stunt double of Hrithik Roshan used to be in the same gym. And dude, I guarantee I fucker, I forgot this woman's name. Not Pretty Zanta. Uh, Amisha? Amisha Patel? I think it was Amisha Patel. I think it was her name was with A or something. I forget. But anyways, there used to be this um, <clears throat> there used to be this actress or celebrity fucking something. And I know this is gonna sound really cocky or immodest or like people may not believe me or some shit. But I have a certain couple of I have those pictures too. I'm gonna post those pictures because it was in and around these days which was immediately after the ketogenic diet and I was ripped and shredded and everything. I was checking out my abs like every two minutes in the fucking mirror or something. And I was wearing like clothes that actually made me look good, which I've actually never done in my life up until like a year and a half, two years ago until I did mushrooms. But let not going to go off into a different tangent. But yeah, this was a certain time in my life that not only did I look fucking amazing, I also wore the shirts and the clothes and everything that made me look amazing. And I know for a fact that Amisha Patel, the fucking celebrity actress or something was like 100% checking me out like every time I would look around she was checking me out every single time I would turn she was she, she was like eyeing me out and um and I know that her trainer her trainer was like some big buff but a fucking brain dead moron kind of like a guy and he was getting more and more pissed because she wasn't concentrating on the shit that he was trying to teach her or make her do or some shit she was always turning around and looking at me now obviously I was like a fucking little kid I was like 21 years old or something never done anything in my life low self-esteem and blah 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 no confidence with the woman whatsoever or anything so I had no game whatsoever like I couldn't ever even like I did have some game that'll come into like another video but there was no way I had the fucking balls to walk up to her and be like hey how's it going or just even make conversation or something even though she was 100% into me, but that was an interesting thing, and I'm never going to forget that, so believe it or not, but that actually happened, Um okay, so that was that, he didn't listen to me when I, exp- oh my god, so, <clears throat> so, so he's, so K11 K- Fitness Academy started off their academies in Bombay, And Pune, I think those are the first two ones where they started off. Bombay is Bollywood, which is the Hollywood of India. Everyone wants to look good. Everyone wants to be in the movies, blah, blah, blah. And then Pune, I don't even really even know why. Pune was a big other one, but I guess it was. But yeah, so he wanted to move into Delhi, which is New Delhi, which is where I'm from. And again, it's like a big hub metro. Everybody wants to look good. People have money. And um, yeah, everybody wants to look good in Delhi too, right? So he... Uh, Yeah. So he was talking about like expansion into Delhi and and so on and so forth. And I told this man, when I was there, I told this man and he asked me actually, he asked me for my opinion on what what do you think and everything. I was like, yeah, you definitely have a lot of market. I'm not going to say you don't because like these people, these guys, all they care about where i'm from is like muscles and more muscles because it helps with their groups and their gangs and their egos and like everybody wants to get into a fight and all that kind of fronting and everything a hundred percent you're gonna sell so much people are always into drugs and they want to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger you will sell a lot for sure there's no doubt but i was like but there's a fucking baseline level that you will not get beyond which is like a baseline fucking plateau or something that i don't think that you can get beyond because he wanted to open an academic institution, not like a drug center, but like an academic institution, right? I'm like, um, you can open up an academic institution and you might think that you, you might be able to explain shit to them. But when this when the classes and such fucking start off and you're like, hey, this is what muscle hypertrophy is. They're going to ask you what is hypertrophy. And then you're going to have to explain to them what hypertrophy is in certain methods and words. And then they're going to ask you what that word is. And then, when, then they ask you what that word is. Basically, you're going to have to teach them English first. And common sense and logic first before you can actually think about stringing sentences together to try and explain progressive overload and hypertrophy and sarcoplasmic versus myofibrillar hypertrophy, and then move on from there. So, like, there's like you're not thinking this through, there's a lot more to go through before you can actually start trying to make money off of these people from there um so he didn't listen to me he went down there he did like an intro course or something and then when he came back i asked him hey, yo because uh, how was the whole uh intro seminar or something and he was like i was like first of all i'm not from there uh tere jaat ke log means like people from your cast or like from your background or something I don't even think he meant my cast. What he basically meant was because I'm from Delhi. He's like, the people from where you're from. So um, so he was like, um, your people are so fucking crazy and this and that. And I was like, bro, I told you this before you even went there. I told you you would have to explain something to them. I told you if it was going to fucking <laughs> get on your nerves and you don't have the fucking patience for it. But you didn't listen. So that was an interesting thing that happened. They did end up opening up academies eventually after, but I don't know if they were successful, not successful. I have no idea about that. Alrighty then. <clears throat> I did mention his thyroid cycles were insane. He started off people at like a thousand weeks of tests. already mentioned that. He was one of the first people in the world to introduce me to DNP. The, the big videos right now that have gone viral and the ones that I fucking keep getting phone consults about like day in and day out. Why is this shit not working? Am I? Do I have like a special fucking metabolism? Why my shit doesn't work? And blah, 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 blah. And most people don't actually know how to make stuff work, which is the problem. Like most people aren't most people are on drugs, most people are on SARMs, most people are on fat burners, most people are on clen and DNP and everything else and they don't know how to make anything work which is why they don't get any barely, you should be losing fucking 30 pounds, 40 pounds in a fucking month and a half or two months max and you're not even losing like 5 or 10, it's like it's fucking ridiculous but anyways that this is not a video on that topic, he was the first person to introduce me to DNP, he mentioned it but also he said he didn't like it and he would end up sweating like a pig and blah 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 and uh Oh, yeah. I think his thing was like, you can't go to sleep on it or something like that. It just makes you so tired and suffering. And you can't go to sleep on it. That was the reason why I didn't like it. And I mentioned this before. I This is a freebie tip that I've actually given out in my first DMP video where, or maybe the second DMP video where I actually told you how you can sleep on it because this is actually essential. Like anybody that doesn't know and or hasn't run it before, you will have no idea how DMP works. So you will have no idea about the sweats and how bad that they can get, like how uncomfortable and such you can get so um uh so it's a very legitimate concern when you actually get there but i'm already giving you like a freebie resource for this and, and if you need uh, any other questions or some specifics answers just hit me up for a phone consult or something he was a massive fan of trend and he just couldn't take it this man is like my prime example like my prime stereotypical example of what a person why, why what a person looks like in and on trend what a person looks like when they cannot handle their trend what happens is a, a prime example of that this man had such an insane temper but he also wanted to build all the maximum amount of muscle which is why he was also always on fucking trend uh, and those things never really go together hand in hand um, he did not like being questioned. You know, like none of those things actually go hand in hand. If you if you want to be a user of trend, you have to be a social, socially social inept or social like reject. Like you want to be like away from every human being because anything and everything that anybody does is gonna piss you off. So you, you don't want to be in or on other human beings. All right, he was constantly out of breath. He was not a good example of what actual fitness and health is, which is what he actually preached. Now I mentioned this before, but this is how health and fitness and or anything really, even game for that matter, people are always sold things based off of their fears and their insecurities. Game is sold off of, oh my God, you're a virgin, you can't get girls or something. He'll come over to me. I'm going to teach you how to get all these fucking honeys into your bed. That's how fucking game and fitness game is sold, right? When actually game is like how to become a better fucking version of yourself, how to actually be able to speak to other people, how to not lose confidence in yourself and all that kind of stuff, have your own self-worth and everything health and fitness is not about how big fucking biceps you can get or what your fucking six-pack and abs and everything look like and uh what lower percentage of body fat you can get health and fitness is like making your system function like so so perfectly and so accurately that your brain's on optimal performance your mood you don't have mood swings like fucking crazy you can work laser focused you don't get fucking distracted easily you can perform you can actually go out and play sports you have kids you can go out and play with them you actually play sports and do kickboxing and hockey and every single thing like the food gets burnt and metabolized this fast you can eat a lot of food and actually go through all of it if you're, again, if you're healthy and fit and everything. But that's what actual health and fitness is. You don't need the fucking doctor anymore. You don't need meds anymore. You don't need blood pressure medications anymore. You don't need fucking diabetes, insulin, and all that kind of bullshit anymore that's what health and fitness actually is. But it is sold to everyone because, oh my God, you're a fat fuck or you're a fat cunt right now. Fucking get a si- fucking six pack and all the girls are going to be after you or all, uh, or you, your boyfriend left you right now. Okay, let's get you a fucking bigger booty and a smaller fucking waistline or something. And then he's going to be back and all the girls are going to be, all the guys are going to be after you. Like things are sold on insecurities, not actually what they're supposed to be on. No. <clears throat> I have no idea if it's still recording or not. I'm gonna go up a little bit longer because I think I'm almost done it is done pretty much but let's see though okay okay okay. all right guys I'm gonna finish off on this side I guess because maybe that camera is like completely off but let's just see let's just try and finish off right because we have less than a couple of minutes left okay so um uh yeah da 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 the uh being constantly out of breath and having low fucking um low breath and everything the um i'll have i'll try and have like a video like a short clip of him or something but he was always constantly out of it it was ridiculous anyways anyways okay one of the most important one of the most valuable lessons that i ever heard from this uh learned from this guy was nobody appreciates free in life nobody in this world on fucking planet earth appreciates free in fact they will actually disrespect and step over the shit that you're giving them for free that's the thing they will actually step over the stuff that you're giving them for free So, um, that's one of the most important things that I actually learned from him. And I remember there was, again, some big people that had like a lot of money or some shit, and they used to come to the same gym as him and they would hang out with him and everything. And they were his friends and he made them a ketogenic diet out of the goodness of his heart. He actually made them the ketogenic diet and um they did not try it in my opinion at all whatsoever and in fact one of the other days they went up to him and they were like hey have you heard of this person i forget what the person's name is dr sukija's diet or something i don't know it's a subway diet or some garbage diet right have you heard of dr sukija's diet or some some fucking person's diet or some shit and uh, he's like no not really but they're mostly like fake and scam or something but why what, what's up so they were like oh no because we've heard so much success or something so we we're thinking we might actually go down to her and actually get a diet and her diets were fucking dog shit trash. Like, they were actually the subway diets and shit like that. So, anyways... Um, yeah, so this is something really, really valuable that he taught me like really, really young. This is one of the most important lessons that actually he taught me. It was like nobody in this world on fucking planet Earth actually appreciates free. You will be really gifted to actually meet a human being that actually appreciates something free. So even if you're going to get something free, just make sure that your own brain comprehends it and that you actually pay for it. And this is an example that I recently did. I did I did a recent giveaway for Scott Stevenson's book because Scott literally gave me his book for free because I wanted to work with him, he gave me his book for free. And I'm like, I know that I will not go through it if you give it to me for free. So I actually did like a giveaway and I gave it to two of my followers on Instagram or something. And because again, I know that if I get it for free, I'm not going to fucking go through it. So that was a really interesting lesson that I actually learned from him. Um, Yeah, besides that, I think the last one was like a really short, it was kind of like a mini story or something. I don't know if this should be before, or this should be after, or something. But uh, yeah, so Rahul Bhatt was one of his major transformations. Rahul Bhatt was the son of Mahesh. Is the son of Mahesh Bhatt, who's like one of the biggest um, directors or something or producers or something in India. Um, he was a fucking fat ass at some point in time, and then he went and worked with Kazad and he became fucking ripped and shredded and jacked and shit. Um, and uh, I remember, the, and they got like they got on like like this. They were so good. These two are such good friends i remember this really interesting thing that actually once happened in the gym um he, he was he had just met his uh, now wife i don't know he had just met his wife or uh, uh or something or he had just gotten married or something at that point point. and um his wife had called him in when they were all in the gym his wife had called him or something and rahul but comes over saying like uh kezad your wife is calling you please go immediately <laughs> He said some shit like that because he would like take his case and shit. And um, I remember that everybody started laughing and like Kazad himself himself also started laughing and shit. But that was like an interesting, just a funny little thing that happened at that point. But an interesting thing about Raul Bhatt was like he actually moved on from Kazad's like one rep max, high intensity based training and everything over to like higher volume, understanding the importance of higher volume training and everything. One of his biggest, best disciples and his transformations actually moved up, moved on forward from him onto something else that gave him bigger and better results and stuff. But yeah, that's pretty much all I can think of. I mean... It was really interesting. I'm actually, I'm actually super glad that I met this man in my life. Like, he actually taught me so many things. There were so many interesting experiences. Not all of them good ones, of course. But, like, to be honest, like, who actually has, like, a purely positive impact or a purely negative impact in anybody's lives? Like, my mom's fucked me up and fucked me over so many different times. And she fucking loves me. <laughs> she loves me to death and she's fucked me over. So, um, but it's like, but yeah, so it was a really interesting thing. This is basically where I came up from. This was the first coach and the mentor that I ever had in my life. So I kind of wanted to bring you guys into like all of the things that I've ever learned from this man and uh, he will definitely be missed because he has so many fans, so many fucking fans. Uh, He's definitely going to be missed. But um, yeah, I hope hopefully that, that was interesting and enjoyable for all of you guys and girls. If you do, uh, and if you didn't enjoy it, please do uh, share it with somebody else that might actually enjoy it as well. This is on the fitness Indian fitness industry, so not a lot of people know a lot lot of these things. So they will actually find it uh, interesting and useful as well. Besides that, once again, if you liked it, please help me out with a like, comment, share, subscribe, and all that good stuff. And I shall see you all next time. Peace.